give me the microphone. Give me the microphone. Holding it this time. We're holding it this time. No intro, no opening. We're getting down to the business right away. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Rogers times three. Um, am I surprised at what you did? No. Um, you have proven yourself to be a self-induced sellout. Um, you know, with your little teases and your nonchalant interviews and your nonchalant humor and every single interview press running you've ever done, um, you've teased us. You've teased me. I, as a Chicago Bears fan, you have teased me. You had me jumping for joy when you lost the NFC Championship, and now I have to deal with you for another four years. Why? Um, I don't know why. Why did you feel the need to tease the entire Packers organization and every fan around uh, the NFL community? Um, I doubt you really care at what I'm saying, but the Packers have to deal with the drama soap opera that you put them through for the last year and a half for the next four years. So the only person I really feel sorry for is them and, you know, undoubtedly you, because who who is going to be the most talented quarterback of all time and not go a decade and a half without winning a Super Bowl? You, Aaron, you have not won a Super Bowl for almost a decade and a half, for, and for you're the most efficient quarterback of all time, proven by passer rating, completion percentage. I don't know what you are thinking here, and it just seems to be a four-year, $200 million contract, which makes you happy, and a broken-off engagement. Um, am I surprised you returned to Green Bay? No. Why, why would I be surprised? Um, you know, rumors got everyone wilding, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was all a tease. And why would you do that? First of all, money. Second of all, to get what you want. And to, quite frankly, what have you gotten? A divisional playoff run? It's crazy. It's crazy to me. There is, you know, it hasn't worked for a decade and a half, so you might have to think something's wrong. Let's put the four-year $200 million contract that isn't official yet, but that's what we've seen. Let's put that to the side for a second. You are the best quarterback I've ever seen on the field. The things you do are undoubtedly the most efficient and the best quarterback play I've ever seen in my life. Better than Patrick Mahomes, better than Tom Brady. The difference between you and those guys, they are winners, and they're not going to saddle up and say, hey, I'm going to tease the entire NFL community and you know, run a soap opera on all their asses. And that's what you've done for the past year and a half. So... I really don't understand this move in the slightest. I had you. I predicted you were going to Denver. Denver picked up a very good quarterback today. We'll get into that later. Um, am I surprised this happened? No. Uh, this just proves that winning is not important to Aaron Rodgers. You haven't done it with the best offensive system that you've had in years last year. Um, it's come up short for the last decade. Uh, and for the most, you know, you've won a ring. Let's give you let's, let's give you the props. You have a Super Bowl ring on your finger. But for the most efficient quarterback of all time, are you kidding me? Just one, is th and that's what you're done with. You know, I it's gonna happen again. It's four years. It's going to happen again. I don't see it's the same team. Guys are getting older. Um, your quarterback coach left. Um, you know, same trap games that you're going to see in the playoffs in the future teams know how to beat you Aaron nothing's going to change this is going to continue and if four four year 200 million dollars makes you smile makes you right off into the sunset and say hey I'm going to be the Jeopardy host after my career I don't care about being you know rings all that you can kiss being the greatest out the door because while you're the most efficient you don't have that dog mentality like Tom Brady um 
And, you know, Aaron Rodgers up for the table. He's a little older, but he can still get it done. It's not like he's been a mobile quarterback at any time in his career. You know, leaving and winning a ring somewhere else would just, first of all, prove the Packers wrong. It would it would prove that it was organizational the entire time. And you'd get one on your belt. You'd get revenge. You'd get everything you'd ever want. I don't understand the move in the slightest. Um, you had Denver up there, very, a very young receiving core, um, very great, you know, solid defense after a pathetic season, but they had a bright spot, and that was their defense. A defense is something to lean on. You have a good running back, great receiving core, um, incoming young head coaches, you know, stuff like that. And it's, what do you have to lose? What, what is there to lose? There's nothing to lose. I don't understand this move in the slightest. You had Pittsburgh up there as well. Very young receiving core, Super Bowl caliber, caliber defense. You have Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the league. There's so many options here, and I just do not. I can't grasp it. It makes me extra aggressive because I'm a Bears fan, but this is, it just makes no sense. This is my anger coming out because I have to deal with him watching the Bears for the next four years, but I really am disappointed in the decision as a football fan and for the Packers organizationally and for Aaron Rodgers or you know that it's going to be another soap opera drama session for the next years it will all right the rant is over um no surprise here for me um you know we can get caught up in the rumors and everything but at the day Aaron Rodgers he doesn't want to win why would he it's been proven for a decade and a half now it's this is our season this is our season we have the most efficient offense in the league we have a good defense that was last year, and and nothing's going to change. These teams are only getting better in the NFC, and I I just don't understand the move. I really do not. And you know, he's going to be nonchalant in in his interview in his interviews and his press press conferences and his pathetic humor with it. And it's going to be you know, but on the inside, he's a diva, and that it just proves decade and a half without winning a Super Bowl for the most efficient quarterback of all time. That boggles my mind, and you're going to stick with that team for another four years? Hey, you can call it loyalty, um, but there's something wrong there. And and I don't think either organizationally the Packers want to take that risk to find out or Aaron Rodgers wants to find out because maybe he isn't that good. Maybe he will throw 20 picks on another team. I don't know. Maybe he likes being in that green and yellow garbage. Anywho, I'm setting the mic back up. Um... There we go. Anywho, welcome to Drake's Corner, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for catching the rant right away. Um, a lot of news out today. I'm a very excited camper to get to talk about this, as I just did. Um, yeah, that's the opener. Not happy about the Aaron Rodgers move. I am, you know, first of all, I don't like getting predictions wrong. You know, most of the time, I'm right. I like being right. I love being right. And I was just completely flip-flopped. Last week, if you watched the episode, I said Russell Wilson was staying in with the Seahawks and Aaron Rodgers out. I completely, It's completely flip-flopped now. Today, we see Russell Wilson moving to Denver. And, you know, I think it's going to be a thriving move. It's going to be a great move. The, 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 as Colin Coward put it in NBA terms, the Broncos dunked on the Seahawks. Yeah, so here, here here's why it's going to succeed. Listen. The Broncos, like I just said before, they have a promising defense. They didn't have to even trade Patrick Sertain in the Russell Wilson trade, and they probably would have had to trade Chubb and uh, Patrick Sertain in the deal with Rodgers. Um, you know, they have weaponry. Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Uh, they gave away Noah, Noah Fant, but tight ends, you know, they come and go. Uh, very young running back, promising in Javante Williams. 
Uh, the one position they weren't set at was quarterback. It seems like there's a few teams like that, like the 49ers, the Steelers. Um, Denver's one of those teams that they're just missing that one piece, and it's at the play, the the captain, the quarterback. Um, I think I could compare this to the Buccaneers uh, before Brady. They had everything. They had a promising defense. They had a young receiving core with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who put up uh, a thousand yard seasons in the same year with Jameis Winston. Um, I think you can see that same promising receiving core with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick, a 300 monster there passing. And don't forget Javante Williams. Um, yeah, I could, this is very, you know, it's a black and white image here. This is very clear that this is the Bucks before Brady. And I think the Broncos have a very promising chance in the AFC in that, you know, quarterback heavy uh, division that they're in. Uh, I think they're going to be the second best behind the Chiefs. Um, but it's going to be a battle in the playoffs for sure. I see Denver as a playoff team here coming in. Um, I also see this comparative to the 2015 Seahawks. The Broncos have a stifling defense. And, you know, with offensive firepower to give the defense some rest, they're going to perform a lot better. Um, he thought the defense played good this year. They had a few upsets, one against the Cowboys, um, for instance, and you know, the defense is going to have a lot more time to rest. We saw their defense put up stifling performances like against the Cowboys. Uh, and they're only going to get more rest. They're only going to get better. Um, yeah, the one position they weren't set at, quarterback, like I said, Denver and Russell Wilson is the perfect romance. Um, Seattle, uh, we, we will see. They got a lot of picks out of it, uh, including the ninth pick in this year's draft. Um, they could target Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. There's a lot they could do there. This is rebuilding time for them. Um, and well, I it's too early to say anything. Uh, but the trade clearly to Denver. Russell Wilson has a lot of years left in him. He, I mean, for a quarterback, he's young, and he's going to show that here in this upcoming season, and it's going to click. Uh, yeah, this is if you're a Denver Broncos fan, get on your feet and jump around and get excited because this is a splash and we're going to see, um, you know, kind of that 2015 Denver, I think we saw. Um, I like the stifling. I think they have a stifling defense. I think it's going to perform well. Um, and they have, you know, a good, good captain now in Russell Wilson. Great splash for Denver. Um, Seahawks, we will see. I. It's too early to say anything. I bet you they will draft a quarterback here in this draft. Um yeah, they're in rebuild mode. They have pretty much everything to take care of. Um, you know, they have a they had a, they had a promising receiving core and running back too. Uh, but scheme wise, I don't think with Carroll, it was just a broken relationship. Nobody was motivated out of it, and yeah, not a good fit for Wilson in Seattle towards the end. Um, yeah, I think Russell Wilson will thrive in Denver. Like I said, it's gonna be fun for Broncos fans. Get excited. Anywho. Let me have a sip of my tea here. Uh, Snapple, if you want to sponsor me, emails in my about page on my YouTube. Just, that's yeah, just shoot me one. Mmm, mmm. God, I love peach tea. God. Um, anywho, sorry, I'm battling a cold right now. Seems like every time I do one of these, uh, you know, like podcasts or whatever, uh, I come down with a sickness and it's annoying. Anywho, another topic I want to talk about: Calvin Ridley, a year suspension. For betting on games while he was not with the Falcons. This was insane news as, you know, he was uh, kind of trade bait, kind of trade talks around him. Uh, he left due to mental health uh, last year. Um, 
And my personal opinion, I do not like a year suspension. I don't think it's necessary. Um, one, because it really proves double standards. Uh, I, first thing that came to mind when he got a year suspension was, um, it's, you know, Brian Flores. It's, I'm bringing in a whole other situation, but he ratted out owners, NFL owners, for tank, tanking, and nothing has happened. Um, you know, that they would um, pay coaches extra bonuses for tanking and earning better draft picks. Nothing has happened with that. There hasn't been any source of a probe, any news of a probe going on. Um, NFL, you know, they talk of integrity. Uh, Roger Goodell basically said in his, you know, press press release after the suspension that, you know, the NFL is about integrity. And, you know, uh, if you want to bet on the games like a fan watching and you're in the league, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit our motto. Um, but if you're paying, um, as an owner, if you're paying your coaches to tank and get a better draft pick, what part of that shows integrity? I really don't understand that. And, but yeah, it doesn't do anything to owners, but suspends a player, not even with the team. He's not even with the team while he's doing this. It's not like he's, you know, um, throwing games. Um, and he bet only 1500. It was all proven to be while he was away from football. You know, he took that leave of absence around week five, I think it was. Um, and he wasn't even with the team and he bet 1500 on the Falcons. Maybe the, maybe dumb of him to do that bet on his team. Um, but that's what happened. I don't think a year is necessary. He made a dumb mistake. Um, but there's plenty of other factors that, you know, I think there's bigger issues in the NFL that need to be taken care of that do not require a year suspension for Calvin Ridley for throwing, you know, some pocket change for betting on his team. Um, you know, he's young. I mean, fresh out of college, uh, maybe didn't even know that was a deal, um, a big deal to bet on games. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, muscle memory to know that you shouldn't bet while you're in the league. Maybe you didn't know. I don't know. Uh, but all in all, I think a year suspension is not necessary, especially when you have owners paying coaches to tank. It kind of shows a double standard and integrity. The integrity talk from Roger Goodell was very hypocritical and stupid. That is my take on that. I really think it should have been like maybe three or four games at most. Um, and it's not like he was with the team or anything. If he was throwing games, I would completely understand. Even kicked out of the league. But he was on his couch, you know, on his mental health break. Uh, there's not really much details inside that. But, um, yeah, Calvin Ridley suspended for a year. I hope the best for him. Uh, I hope he comes back extra strong as a receiver. And, yeah, I really don't think that your suspension is necessary at all. Anyway, finale of the show. Let's jump to the hard court of the NBA. The Russell Westbrook fallout continues. Um, you know, I was with a few few friends. We were watching the Lakers and Warriors primetime game. It was a huge deal. LeBron dropped 54, and somehow the Lakers barely won. Uh, that shows something about the Lakers. And it takes a losing Lakers with two superstars for Westbrook to get an edge into the starting lineup. Now, what I'm talking about right now is Westbrook um, being a starter. And I, you know, the media seems to let loose about Westbrook proving haters wrong when he has one efficient game. Um, most of the time, those efficient games come when Anthony Davis and LeBron James are out. But nonetheless, um, it takes, you know, Lakers at a 1% chance of making it into the 7th or 8th seed and two superstars for Westbrook to get an edge into the starting lineup. Um, I really don't think any other team would have him starting right now. Um, this all seems to be for cameras, showtime, 
that whole, you know, analyst wet dream of a team. Uh, but a bench roll, I really think, could help him. It elevated Derrick Rose after he was traded from Chicago to New York and then to the Timberwolves when he dropped 46. He wasn't a starter then. Um, it could provide more depth. Um, Westbrook will play a lot better against bench units. Um, and I I don't think that's something easy to explain to him. But nonetheless, his stats would be a lot better. I don't know how, how else he wants to play at this point because it's not something's not working right now. So... Uh, you know, Westbrook coming off the bench as uh, the second unit point guard, this could provide a lot more depth for the Lakers. It, you know, it's shown to help other veterans who have struggled in the past, like Derrick Rose, you know, that his was due to injury. Russell Westbrook seems to have lost eyesight when he's shooting the ball. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are like, Westbrook is back when he has a good game, maybe like 30, drops 30 or something. And, you know, it's like, y'all forget to put the narrative on y'all really changed the narrative on Westbrook no Westbrook has played awful this season I don't think that's a mystery um but I think this is Westbrook's last taste of stardom um he's going to elevate down from here um not to be a negative Nancy or anything but if he wants to continue um you know having a taste of stardom take the Lou Williams role take the six-man role um it's not an insult if you come off the bench as a second unit leader and provide depth and hopefully get a championship out of that, which won't happen this year. But, um, yeah, I really don't see, um, Westbrook being a starter from this season on out, basically, um, after this season from here on out, sorry, miss misworded that after this year, you know, we've seen the talks about trades. A lot of teams aren't interested in him. The Lakers want to let him go. Um, I don't think any team is going to, you know, accept turns and conditions of him being a starter um, based based on the way he's playing right now. Uh, absolutely terrible. Um, but, yeah, a bench roll for what Russell Westbrook, in essence, would, first of all, elevate the Lakers and elevate his game and provide depth. Um, yeah, that's what I just think as from, you know, just a uh, watcher's perspective, like, oh, this guy could provide a lot of second quarter points, you know, a lot of playmaking against bench players. Um, I really think it would help. And yeah, that's just what I see as an NBA fan. That is the conclusion of the show. Thank you for watching. It was a lot of talking, a lot of ranting. Um, I appreciate you guys, you know, coming in, watching and everything. Um, oh, I, I had an announcement. I swear I did. Um, oh, yeah. March Madness coming up. I will be um, hosting a bracket challenge via ESPN. Um, if you don't follow my Instagram already, go check out Drake's Corner Sports on Instagram. Um, should be the first thing that pops up, you know. Um, anywho, yeah, go follow that. I'll, I post on there pretty much every day uh, regarding news and, you know, just little takes here and there. Um, go follow my TikTok, too, if you want to see some just short one-minute takes. Um, yeah, website in the works still. Uh via articles, um, you know, merch, you can purchase merch on there. It's in the works. It's not up yet, but it's in the works. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody for watching episode number 24, the Kobe episode, and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Wait, when is St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. Anywho, if next episode doesn't come out before then, happy St. Patrick's Day, Irish people. Thank you for watching. Peace.